This message is a ministry of From the Fray, a site dedicated to providing hope-filled, battle-worn resources. For more encouraging content, check out fromthefray.com. If I could recommend only one book that would make your relationships stronger, the book would be The Five Love Languages. It's a short, quick little read that's full of life-giving information. If you don't have a copy, let me know. The chapel has a lot of them, and I can make sure you get one. Because this book works, and it gives power to you like to enhance all of your relationships. I'm going to talk about it today in the context of marriage. But it works for every relationship that you have with another human being. Another human being. Because the author says that every human being runs off of something that he calls a love tank. And it's not unlike the gas tank on your car. It's your job to fill that tank up for those around you, and then they run off of whatever you put in that tank. If you fill it up with the right stuff, then they're going to be healthy, the best versions of themselves. If you fill it up with the wrong stuff or don't fill it up at all, well, you're going to have problems. Problems are going to ensue. And it's important we see that that's not escapable. That's just a principle of life. Just like gravity is, it applies to every relationship you have. You have to keep them topped off in a healthy way. Now, the way we do that is by speaking our spouse's love language. Loving them and filling their tank up in a way that means something to them. Now, what we often do, and I don't think we do this on purpose, is we unconsciously tend to try to love other people with our love language, because that's just the way we naturally see the world. But that doesn't work. If your love language is acts of service, and you try to do that to show your spouse that you love them, and their love language is words of affirmation, I'll explain that in a minute, they're not going to feel loved. And that's just going to frustrate both of you. It's like trying to speak Chinese to someone who only knows English. It doesn't work and it's frustrating and it's a waste of time. A much better approach is to learn your spouse's love language. So I'm going to give you a, a link to a free little test you can take online. I, I would encourage both of you to take it and then share what your love language is. Uh, and then later I would say have everybody in the house take it. If you have kids, have them take it too so that you and your spouse or you if you're a single parent can build a home where everyone is loving each other deliberately and intentionally the way that each person in the home needs to be loved. That's how we bring out the best version of everybody. The first one is quality time. This means you need to be fully present with your spouse. And don't let them feel like they have to compete with anything. Your phone, your video games, your kids, anything. Let them know that when you're with them, you're with them and you're focused on them. A couple suggestions to make this happen. First one is, as much as you can, avoid routines. Right? Avoid anything that you can do unconsciously uh, because that takes the deliberateness out of it. And deliberate intentionality is what really matters to people when it comes to quality time, that you're intentionally focused on them. Right? So I would encourage you to design experiences that produce that. If your spouse speaks quality time, that's their love language, then put a date together. Like you plan the details for them. Show them that you are setting time aside and planning something to intentionally generate quality time. And you can still do it now when we're stuck inside with this DSI. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It just needs to be intentional. Another thing that um, I suggest is uh, a game called Tabletops. It's uh, just a bunch of little cards. I'll throw a link here so you can buy it on Amazon. And the cards just generate fun conversations about topics that you haven't probably talked about before. Um, generate new experiences, quality time through a good conversation. Now, if that makes you uncomfortable, that's good news. Because your spouse will see that you care enough to wrestle with the discomfort of doing that, and it'll pay off all the more. But give them quality time. If that's what they value, fill their love tank up that way. The next one is words of affirmation. This means specifically complimenting your spouse, 
saying positive things to affirm not just what they do, but also who they are. And don't just say it, sell it. You know what I mean? Like, make them believe that you actually mean it. That means we don't say, thank you, we say, thank you for. We don't just say, I appreciate you, we say, I appreciate you because. For this one, I recommend keep a running list. Maybe put it in your phone. And every time you think of something positive to say, add it to the list, and once a day, pull out the list and share that with your spouse. Do it daily. They need their love tank topped off daily. I would even say go so far as to set an alarm or a reminder on your phone. And you can tell them that you're doing this. It won't come across as insincere or mechanical. For them, it'll show them that they mean enough for you to love them their way. And I guarantee you, if you do it, they're going to start looking forward to that time of day every day. Because that's the time they come to you to get their love tank filled up. So find positive things to say and affirm them. Next one is gifts. Now this is not materialistic. If you're tempted to think that gifts as a love language is materialistic, that just means this is not your language. But if, it's, if it is your spouse's, they need you to do this. Show them love tangibly. Give them something they can put in their pocket, or hold in their hand, or carry with them, or look at as a visible, tangible reminder of your love for them. It doesn't have to be expensive. Right? It can be, those work too, but that's really not a long-term plan here. You can't do that every day. What's more important is that it's thoughtful. A card or their favorite snacks or picking something up for them on the way home from work. Something that shows them that they deliber you deliberately thought about them and bought something to show that you love them. Right? Again, I recommend keeping a list. Every time they mention or point out something that they like, add it to your list so you always have a, a running list of options of things that you can buy to give to them and show them that you're willing to love them their way. Next one is acts of service. For these people, when they see you doing things for them, that's how they feel loved. That's what touches their heart. The opposite of this would be being lazy. If you're laying around and shifting your work to them and making life harder for them, they feel not loved, and that takes gas out of their love tank. So do things for them. Now, if you go to work and you have a stay-at-home spouse, going to work doesn't count here. Sorry, that's just a given that you have to do. What we're talking about are things above and beyond. So do the dishes, or fold the laundry, or change the oil in their car, or wash their car, or organize their stuff if they're okay with that one. Make sure they are. Um, do those things for them, and here's the key. Do it without asking. Don't ask, just get up and do. Don't ask, hey, do you want me to do the dishes for you? Of course they do. Just do the dishes, or fold the laundry. When you do those things on your own, it shows them that you're willing to love them their way. Acts of service. Last one is physical touch. This is, of course, not just in the bedroom, right? but as human beings, we all need to feel some kind of contact with at least one or two other people. If this is your spouse's love language, it's even that more important to them. So we're talking about hugs, or putting your arm around them, or holding their hand, right? public displays of affection, something like that. Um, if you're uncomfortable with this, like if you're not a hugger, again, that's good news, because your spouse is gonna see that you're willing to wrestle with that uh, and love them their way. So get over it and be a hugger. Become a hugger if your spouse needs you to hug, hug them. Give them that physical touch that they need to feel loved. All right, I'll close by repeating what I said yesterday. If your marriage is not what you want it to be, or if it's in a rocky place right now, hear me, there is hope. You can turn it around, or you can make it become something that it hasn't ever been yet. You can make your marriage a life-giving source of companionship for both you and your spouse but you cannot do it without hard work. It's not possible. If you have in your mind that relationships are supposed to be easy and your marriage is hard because you picked the wrong person, 
Well, you're never going to have a good marriage, ever. Because the truth is, people are messy and we're insecure. And your spouse is asking you to deal with their insecurities the same way you're asking them to deal with your messes. That's just reality. And two people living together, like there's a, a very unglamorous side to that. Now, none of this will ever make a, a greeting card or they're not going to make a movie out of this by, you know, on Disney. That's not going to happen, but it's reality. This is just the way it works. Relationships are hard. If yours is hard, sounds about right. They're hard work. Um, I encourage you to start speaking your spouse's love language. Even if they're not speaking yours the way you would like them to, you go first. I encourage you to be the hero in your relationship. Make it better than it even is already by speaking their love language. Thanks.